0: Good Monday afternoon everyone. Welcome into the Fastlane. My name is Trey Lyle. Ed is currently on the road arriving here. We are getting the chopper together so we can spot his car that he got from Feller's Chevrolet and see when he arrives here into the studio. He will be here to cover the Commonwealth. We have some great guests lined up for you. Of course, we have Jerry Ratcliffe, Mr. Youngblood DC, David Cunningham, Alan York, Shane Matten, and Seawall. Covering the action this weekend, Uh, obviously, big wins for Virginia Tech, Liberty, and JMU. Liberty and JMU go to 10-0 on the season. The Hokies get back to 500 with a chance to, as long as they split their final two games of the season, they will go bowling, which they have a real shot at doing. Uh, Summarize those games and my thoughts. Uh, Let's start, you know, JMU... uh, they're just the class, the Sun Belt. Let's hope they can go to a bowl game. Congrats to them for getting college game day. They have game day coming to them this weekend um, uh, as they take on App State. They played UConn. They won 44-6. to It's UConn. Uh, Oh, well, oh, well. App State, this should be an interesting matchup for them as well. Uh, They could, I guess, spoil App State's chance at winning the Sun Belt or finishing second in the Sun Belt East and being the representative in the Sun Belt Championship this weekend. Interesting matchup. The two teams that, I guess, if JMU doesn't get their waiver, Coastal and App State in the Sun Belt East uh, would take on Troy, Uh, JMU plays them the next two weeks. So that's kind of interesting. As for... Uh, let's start with the Hokies. Big win over Boston College. Dominated the game. Um, Virginia Tech has kind of, you know, once they entered ACC play, has basically beaten all the bad teams in the ACC and quite dominated them. You look at Pitt, you look at Syracuse, you look at Boston College, you look at Wake Forest, all their, you know, wins in conference play. They're at the bottom tier of the ACC. Well, the good news is you play, you know, another bottom team the ACC in Virginia who had a chance against Louisville obviously gave it away late but uh you know if you're Virginia Tech going 6 and 6 you have an outside shot of still going to the ACC championship you have to feel really good about it the run game was phenomenal against Boston College and you know you proved your your run you know your run defense it seems if you play a team that's below your weight class you can stop the run and have good run fits if you play a team above your weight class doesn't seem to work out for for the Hokies um other thoughts on this game obviously Dorian Strong was big two interceptions Kyron Jones was you know running all over this team he finishes with 219 passing yards 135 rushing yards I'd say that's a that's a that's a pretty good day uh if you're the Hokies quarterback they win 48 to 22 move to 5 and 5 in the air obviously have the matchup this Saturday against NC State uh, coverage starts at 1:30 right here on CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg, and then the Virginia game is on the six-day hold. So for the Hokies, you're hoping to split these final two games. At worst, hopefully, maybe win them both. Um, you know, NC State with Brendan Armstrong is probably a different team than it is with M.J. Morris offensively, but NC State is coming off a game where they beat Wake. So uh you know a couple four and two teams uh, obviously the class of the ACC is Florida State you expect them probably to finish undefeated and go on as for the Liberty Flames they beat a, if you want to talk about comparisons they you know there's one common opponent amongst uh at least Virginia Virginia I mean not Virginia uh, amongst Liberty JMU and Virginia Tech and it is Old Dominion and Tech beat them thirty six seventeen. Liberty beat them thirty eight ten. JMU actually had a close game with them. I know JMU is a conference opponent. And it's more of a rivalry, so it's kind of hard to you know I I, I it's hard to kind of equate. But a dominating effort by Liberty. They the uh, you know pretty much from from jump had it you know had it on. It was thirty uh, eight nothing, and that or thirty eight three. And then they added a late touchdown. Did Old Dominion? It was thirty-five-three uh, at halftime, just to show how dominant it was Caden Salter, two twenty-five, three touchdowns, and that interceptions. CJ Daniels, a buck thirty-seven, uh, ran the ball well as well. Controlled time of possession, four hundred fifty-five total yards, 22 first downs. Uh, I mean, it, it, Liberty, you know, got on them early. I think the one thing they did. That they haven't done a couple times this year. Is they? It seemed like they played full, like a full game at home. They, they, a couple games at home this year. They, they got out to a quick lead, but then let their opponent back in it. And for for Liberty, they they executed pretty flawlessly in this one, dominated the game throughout. Um, you know they're they're the classic conference USA. They're ten and zero. Um, we'll see when it comes to the year six what what this means. Um, but if they finish the year undefeated, you know, and as a conference champion, they have a real shot at getting to a New Year Six Bowl. I think JMU, if their waiver gets hit, I mean, personally, I'd love to see those two teams play. Um, JMU and Liberty, you know, as the class of, you know, they're two of the three, four best teams in conference, or in the group of five. I would throw Tulane in there. I would even throw SMU in there, maybe UTSA. As another one, uh I believe the Conference USA Championship game is now set. Liberty will take on New Mexico State in a rematch from earlier this season. Um so Jerry Kill and the boys coming into uh Williams Stadium December 1st uh for the Liberty versus for the Conference USA Championship game. Uh UMass this weekend for Liberty, if you want to get tickets to that game, insane radio deals. Dot com. Ed and I have had sort of an argument throughout the day, and now that he's not here, I can give my side. Ed proposed yesterday for his insane radio deals.com fast take. Speaking of InsaneRadioDeals.com, uh, Texas A&M may be possibly looking at Jamie Chadwell for the head coaching position. I personally don't think that is a possibility. But one name that has been floated around after the firing of uh, the Mississippi State head coach, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, Zach Arnett is Jamie Chadwell connected to it because, you know, at Mississippi State, you're, you're a lower-tier SEC team. You need kind of creativity offensively. And I want to preface this. I do not think Jamie Chadwell is leaving Liberty, uh, and not at least anytime soon. soon. Um, but I think if you're Mississippi State, you definitely – I mean, even Texas A&M to some degree, you need to look at Jamie Chadwell because he's won wherever he's went. He won on the FCS level, he's won, at, he obviously won at Coastal and now he's has an undefeated team um you know with a lot of turnover. And you, you know, you have a quarterback playing, you're probably going to have the conference player of the year offensively at least in Caden Salter, who's been very efficient this year and it, it, he seems to have taken the talent that Caden Salter has. I mean, there's a reason that he Got recruited to Tennessee, and you're a talented player if you're going to an SEC program. So uh, it, it will be interesting to see how it shakes out. I think Mississippi State's more likely for him because if he ever wants to obtain the national championship level job, they want more experience. Obviously, you look if you want to make the comparison to Hugh Freeze, like Ed tried to make, well, Hugh Freeze had the time at Ole Miss where he beat Nick Saban, and I'm no, no offense to Jamie Chadwell. He's not beaten Nick Saban yet, but I, I believe in Chadwell. Again, I, I want to preface this. I do not think he is leaving here. Uh, he's not leaving Liberty anytime soon. He has a really good team. I mean, they they really could could run the conference for for quite some time. I think uh, with with their resources, with the way this team. I mean. This is definitely maximizing the first year, and I, I believe Chadwell will keep maximizing. I mean, he basically did the same thing at Coastal. He, he just got there and started winning. <laughs> got there and started winning, excuse me. And, and he's doing it again. I mean, let's go back to this game against Old men. Caden Solter had five touchdowns. Five. That's He accounted for all five touchdowns in the game. And they're you know they're ranked again in in the AP poll at 25. We will see tomorrow if they get into the college football playoff ranking. I think their path for the near six opens up if they get into the ranking this week. And if you want to look at the bottom of the ranking, uh, Oklahoma State they lost again this week. They got blown out. They will drop out of the ranking uh, in the college football playoff poll. Um, you look at. Uh couple other places as uh I they don't have it up on ESPN right now, so I'm gonna skip that for right now. But it, it will be interesting to see how it shakes out. Uh for, for Liberty and their path to the college bowl I think uh you you need SMU and probably Tulane to take another loss to get into the New Year six off the top of my head. Um but I, I it's it's plausible. Tulane plays UTSA. Who's a really good team still, and they're not playing their best football. I mean, they took Tulsa, who's not a great team, to the wire. They they play close against ECU. Like, they have FAU on the road and then UTSA. They could lose both of those games. So, um, it will be interesting to see if it can shake out. Again, this is, uh, you're listening to the Lane. My name is Trey Lyle, filling in for Ed. Uh, for me as he is currently on the road. We are trying to get the chopper set up so we can get a live feed into, uh, into Ed to see uh, where he is and how close he is. Uh, we will have covering the Commonwealth for you today as uh, we will uh, make sure we cover your teams and topics. Obviously, uh, talk a little Virginia basketball with Jerry Radcliffe, Virginia football coming off that loss to Louisville. Hokies get a loss in basketball to South Carolina. Uh, maybe not not the best loss. They didn't execute well late. Bad final possession for the Hokies. Uh, you know we'll talk about JMU. Big win against Michigan State. Uh, here he is. The chopper has now been gone. Ed is is walking into the studio right now. Ed, uh, you have to pay your penance for being late, but uh, you you made it.
1: I made it barely, and I put you in the most impossible situation imaginable. Well,
0: I finally had a moment to say my side of an argument without you interrupting, so I just did that. I talked a little bit about the games <laughs> this weekend. Um, but uh, i
1: don't know how much you heard so. i did i was listening on the okay. way in until the okay. last like 30 seconds when i okay, had to turn good. off the car from Feller chevrolet which Got you it. so conveniently promoted i did i did nice I did. job by the way trey you also might have wanted to remind people out there that my driving might give them a reason to contact gardner insurance solutions because or uh, trace well, law yes either one have both of them on the ready because you just might not know when you need either one of them with uh proof being my driving getting into the studio today so anyway i put you in a tough spot because like with 10 10 minutes before the show i send you a text message and i realize there's no way i'm gonna wrap up this meeting on the other side of town good meeting productive cool new stuff coming to the virginia talk radio network so just keep your mind dialed in to insane radio deals.com which you also promoted for those liberty tickets against umass trey but uh, anyway so here's the deal I, I'm gonna I'm gonna shelve the kind of breakdown of the weekend action to tomorrow I thought I did it pretty well I, you know first of all you did a you did a pretty good job breaking it down the thing I like by the way Trey I'm gonna give you a little critiquing like on the air yeah is that you took angles to the games and the stories that I would not have taken which is phenomenal because that way when I deliver my side it's not the same thing that people just heard it's a fresh perspective. Hopefully worthwhile. But anyway, you provided some. Uh, the Jamie Chowell conversation, which we will get into more later this week uh, because the coaching carousel opens up. I thought you went on a bigger picture point, and it goes with a mind. The bigger picture point you hit is, I don't think Jamie Chowell is leaving this coaching cycle, Liberty University.
0: Yeah, he, but his name's going to be brought up a lot for any of these, I want to say middle-tier power five jobs, especially in the, in the SEC.
1: So there are four of them that have opened up. Boise doesn't and, make sense and no no in san diego state don't make We'd sense throw those out mississippi state texas a&m if you're liberty it's not a bad thing to have his name brought up and remember back to hugh freeze by the way when he was the head coach of liberty university how his name would always be leaked and again we've heard people that said a lot of times that was Freeze in his representation wanting to get his name leaked regularly because inevitably it was his goal and objective to get back to the SEC and that proved to be true as he took the Auburn job I don't think Jamie Chebell's goal and objective is to okay you can't say get back to the SEC because he never coached as a head coach in the SEC the way that Hugh Freeze had done before and while he's an East Tennessee guy he's got a lot of roots in the South Carolina area um so that that's the bigger picture point to me and you mentioned Liberty and how they're set up to run Cusaw. If anything, that gives Jamie Chabot a leverage. this year. Like, it's proven this year they're they were, undefeated. They were picked to finish second in the conference. They not only are undefeated at this point, but they clinched the Conference USA regular season championship in a home playoff game or the home conference championship game at Williams Stadium Friday, December the 1st. So if you put all that together, he's exceeded the eight, eight to nine and a half win expectation. Whether you got the best of the number at eight, the worst of the number at nine and a half, like our guy Chad Hassan from the CF Red podcast. Uh, got to get a little dig into him, by the way. Uh, shout out, by the way. He showed us some love at Fastlane Edlane uh, on our socials over the weekend. But um, the thing is, if you're Liberty right now, it gives the coach the chance to be as picky as you want Till the job you would want opens up. And if it doesn't open up. Then you just stay at Liberty. Because the fans care about the program. We've seen that over the course of this season. I'd like to say selfishly we've helped with that. But let's be real here. The attendance has gone up over the course of the season. Particularly when they've not had those weeknight games. Which, I mean, we've done our part. And others have as well. But that's always going to be a tough sell. And everyone knows you're doing that. For the made-for-TV value of being on TV on a weeknight. But... The attendance has been uh, increasing. The interest has increased in Liberty as success has happened. We've seen over the last couple of coaching administrations, the back half of the Turner Gill era, the entire Hugh Freeze tenure, now the majority of year one for Jamie Chabwell. The fans care. They're passionate. At times, I don't think it's unreasonable. I think they have a little loftier expectation than maybe you would think from a normal program of that size. But it all makes it so that it's an appealing place to be that if you don't leave, you're... You're very well appreciated, unlike in other spots, so you can afford to be patient on which jobs you would take if you left Liberty.
0: Which he was at Coastal, like, it's kind of, like, he could have pro... Well, Georgia Tech didn't go after him, which we'll see. Brent Key has done a good job this year. Um, There's a difference between getting a national championship caliber job, like... They're going after – like, he's never going to get – he's not going to get Texas A&M. He's going to be – he would be the sixth or seventh option at Texas a and I
1: don't even think he's a cultural fit down there. No, not
0: that too. But I, I think – you brought up Carolina, which I could see. North Carolina, for those that are confused. If anyone thought I was not meeting any others. <laughs> like, I could see – like, Mississippi State and South Carolina are very similar.
1: I think that's reasonable. I think he would be a good think...
0: fit. Like, I think he would be a good fit there because I think if he, if if his goal and I don't think it and I'm again I I, I want to preface this I don't think he's leaving if his goal is to get to a national championship caliber job then he's gonna have to take another job at a, like a power five school that that could you know a middle middle to bottom tier SEC school and make them a middle like he has to follow I don't, not the damn landing but not even the Napier. Like it's hard to. F- I'm trying to think of the right coach route that, like Brian Kelly, would be a good route. Well, but here's the, uh, and that's uh, I mean here, from Brian Kelly, like from Central Michigan to Cincinnati, so like like Cincinnati to Notre Dame, like like you you need another you know, and Notre Dame is not a middle tier SEC; it's a higher tier. But you get my point.
1: No, I I get your point, but I, I it's why North Carolina makes sense to me because. Jamie Chowell could go down there, and they've proven that you can recruit it at a top 15 level at North Carolina. And if you show you can continue to do that, and I think he's got the system to make it work, that would be a really good fit. The the other parts to this as well is NC State, even though Dave Doran is not going anywhere anytime soon, um, I could see that being a logical fit. Well, I could Clemson see. is the one that obviously jumps out because you can win a national but championship there. He
0: wouldn't. Go, I don't think Clemson would hire him. It's the same kind of with A&M. Like... If he was, but I could see NC State. I mean, Dorant, Dave Doran. Let's say Dave Doran gets hired at Michigan State. I could see that happening
1: with his ties to the Midwest. And it's not time. the, it's not the same route though. But let me let me throw this one out. Places like a West Virginia an NC State, a North Carolina, where you've never won a national title, but you prove you can have success. Uh, what? you can deal with extremely passionate fans. At least in the case of NC State and West Virginia, when it comes to football. Well, you we know who is kind of West Virginia's but.
0: hiring next if they fire Neil Brown. <laughs> Their their son is coming home.
1: Oh, Jimbo Fisher is now a free agent. <laughs> there you to go. go to West, Virginia. and he has no offset on his contract. So. No, so he could double dip on that particular point.
0: Hey, I I've decided that my buyout, if I ever get fired from somewhere, is seventy five million dollars. So
1: seventy five million dollars. So so uh, you better have a squeaky clean character background because the bosses would be digging up all of your character flaws from the past. I'm shocked none has come out about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, there will be a reason why, by the way, total side note on Jimbo Fisher, and we'll get to covering the Commonwealth momentarily. Um, you know, I know we kind of got derailed today. Uh, we'll have a lot of recaps we're tomorrow. Having fun. Fast Five at Five-ish, uh, all the fun stuff where we can get more into the weeds, as we will on football. But I-, I did see this headline about the Jimbo Fisher firing at Texas A&M, and it's like, how did it go wrong? My question is, when was it ever right? <laughs> like, COVID it, year. They were 9-1 and, and won the Orange Bowl. I mean, I-, I guess the COVID year, yes. But like, I mean, other than that, How did it go wrong? Like, you could say that about Kevin Sumlin. Because at least Kevin Sumlin had, you know, it burst like a meteor and then it died out quickly like a fading star. He also had a Heisman Trophy winner. Yes, he did. And he enabled that Heisman Trophy winner to never mature. And that proved, proved problematic both there and elsewhere. Anyway, what's problematic is when we don't actually get to real insight and analysis. So when we return in the fast lane, we will do that. We will get the ship corrected here in the fast lane. And then tomorrow, yes, we will get more in-depth into what we've seen recently from Tech, from UVA, from Liberty, and other teams in our area, as there's a lot to touch on on the X's and O's side. So let's just let the experts get us righted back on our ship when we return here in the fast lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.